All right, guys. Uh, what's the hardest thing you've had to done, had to do? What's the most difficult thing that someone's asked you to do? Um, for me, I'm usually pretty shy. I usually don't like getting up the front, and I don't like people looking at me. Um, and last year, I was doing a university course, and it was dancing and gymnastics. And anyway, it was all going fine. The course was kind of fun until we found out that we had to do a 90-second solo dance in front of our classmates. Um, now, for some people, this is fun. It wasn't fun for me. It was very hard, and I didn't want to do it at all. Um, everyone watching me, no. Nah. If it's, like, dark and in a hall and everyone's, you know, spread out, that's all right. No one notices me, but in this, they did notice me. And I did it, and, well, a little video of it. <laughs> I don't move from one spot. As you can tell, I, I did that in my bathroom, and that's why I didn't move the whole dance. <laughs> all the arms. But anyway, it, it really got me thinking about hard things we had to do in life, um, and hard things that as Christians, we're called to do. And loving our enemies is definitely one of them. It causes us to live a life countercultural to to love our enemy. It's different to what the world does. It's different to what the world acts like, and it's different to what the world thinks. Loving your enemy is putting your welfare above your own. It's not normal. Tonight we're going to look at three points uh, which we get from the passage which is love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Loving the lovable is easy, but loving our enemies is hard. And be merciful because we have a very merciful God. So yeah, first point. Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. What Jesus mean? What does Jesus mean when he says this? Are we to buy our enemies flowers? I mean, that's what I do to the people I love. Are we to sing to them in a classroom? Are we to give them love letters? No, let's look at what the verses say. Everyone look at verse 28. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. So we see it from the verses. We are to love our enemies. We are to pray for our enemies. We are to bless our enemies. We are to be generous to them. We are to be kind to them. We are to do good to those who hate us. We are to be respectful. We are to be honest with them. We're there to love them with a generous spirit. And not because they will love us back, but because Jesus does love us. Be selfless in the way you act and how you treat your enemies. Be selfless in who you love. Be selfless to your enemies in your actions, in your possessions, in your words, and in your heart. Romans 12 verse 14 you can look at it later if you want to write it down. It says, Bless those who persecute you. 
bless and do not curse. It's, it's hard for, do, for us to do this because it's against our natural feeling, isn't it? I don't know about you, but when someone hits me, when someone hurts me, when someone bags me out, my automatic action is to just hit back, hurt back, bag back. Um, but Jesus calls us to be against the grain. He calls us to be different to the world around us. Let our actions against our enemies reflect a love for Jesus and not a love in ourselves. And here's another verse, Romans 12, verse 17 says, Do not repay evil with evil. Do not repay evil with evil. It's a bit like my good mate Fred. Now, Fred is a real person, funny enough. I'm just using a different name because a few of them might know him. He's a top bloke, right? Fred loves his, uh, loves his friends, sorry. He loves his friends. He treats them with respect, kindness. He would do anything with them. He would help them with anything. But that's not what makes Fred so great. Fred's great because of his attitude towards his enemies. You know, he doesn't fight back when they tease him or make a plan to get revenge back at them. He doesn't trip them over in the hallway or chuck stuff at them in class. No, he speaks to them and about them respectfully and with kindness. He doesn't act as a doormat for them to repeatedly be walked over, but Fred seeks to good, do good to them. Right? Can everyone turn to Romans 12, verse 17 to 21? Verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. Let's stop there for a second. All the actions we do, they're accountable. They're accountable to God, though, and not to us. So when we're thinking of revenge, it's not our job. We are not the punishers. Let's carry on. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Enemies don't know what to do with good, I reckon. I mean, an enemy of mine, if I start loving them, they, they don't know what to do. They're bewildered. They're confused. And then they look deeper and find out why I'm loving them. And it's the love for Jesus. All right, so as Christians, we're to be people who have transformed hearts and transformed minds in how we love our enemies. And we are to do good to those who hate us. We are to be opposite of the world. Our actions should represent our heart. Instead of fighting anger with anger and contempt with contempt, we should fight anger with love and contempt with kindness. Instead of viewing people as enemies, view them as another person that needs Jesus Christ as their saviour. 
instead of joining in, talking behind their backs or gossiping about them or publicly humiliating them, put yourself to, to put yourself on a higher pedestal. Because that's what we do, isn't it? We, we tear people down to build us up. We should show them courtesy. We should show them kindness. We should show them respect and love. Because Jesus has showed us love. Love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. All right, the next point. Loving the lovable is easy. Loving our enemies is hard. Loving our friends is easy, but loving those who dislike us, it's hard. It's easy to love our friends, isn't it? And that's, that's why they're our friends. They're usually the people who do love us back. They're usually the people who are kind to us, that respect us. They're fun to be around. But loving our enemies, you know, loving that person that frustrates you, that, that's hard. Actually, it's, it's, it's too hard. It's so hard that most of us don't even bother trying to. As long as, you know, you don't fight them in public or, you know, treat them like dirt, as long as you ignore them, that, that's fine. Let's look at what the Bible says. Let's look at verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. We also see in Romans 5 verse 7, it says, Very rarely... Will anyone die for a righteous man? Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. It's hard to love our enemies, isn't it? But Jesus calls it. He calls us to be opposite to the sinner. He calls us to go against what our human nature is. He calls us to not take the easy road. We are to love those who don't who love us who don't love us back. We're to do good to those who don't do good to us. And we're to give and don't expect back, but be helpful that we are generous. All right, so say I'm this kid at school, right? And I'm really popular. Um, everyone likes me. Everyone. I'm surfy. I'm smart. You know, I've got blonde hair down to here. I've got an 18-pack. Anyway, everyone loves me. All right? And so I treat my friends, I love my friends because they're my friends. They're good to be around. And, uh, you know, the football guys, they're fun to hang around at parties and whatever. So, yeah, I'll treat them right too. Smart kids, well, occasionally I can't even do my homework. So they're also good friends. But then there's that kid. And I remember two years ago, he gossiped about me. And now whenever I see him, I just, I get angry. I just get so angry that I ignore him. In fact, sometimes I gossip behind his back. I, I can't show him love because every time I look at him, I just feel anger. That, that's loving those who give us something to love about, but not loving those who are hard to love. Loving those who frustrate us. Because Jesus calls us to love everyone selflessly. As people who love Jesus, we can't be selective of who we love. We can't be selective of who we bless and of who we pray for. Of course, we've got our friends. It's fine. You know, you've got your people you go to the beach with. 
the movies with, who you hang with school, that's all fine. But we can't be selective of who we love. Even sinners love their friends. As Christians, we're called to pray for everyone, treat everyone as people who need to find Jesus as their saviour. Show everyone the love and kindness that God has showed to us by showing that you can love your enemies because God loved us. It shows your friends, your family, and your enemies the effect that Jesus has on your life. It shows that your life is no longer yours and it is Jesus'. It shows that your heart is for Jesus and not for yourself. So that was the second point. Loving the lovable is easy, but loving your friends is hard. And let's look at the third point. Be merciful because we have a merciful God. Show mercy to lo- and love to others because God has showed mercy and love to us. Humans are sinful. We're sinful, aren't we? We lie. We cheat. We hurt. We tease. We bag out. We swear. We do everything wrong. We offend. We are sinful. We disobey our creator, our maker, our ruler, our judge. We destroyed our relationship with God. And we can't reconnect that relationship without the help of Jesus. We could be the most kind person in the world, only thinking of what we can do for others. But unless we have Jesus, we still can't get that connection back with God. We need God's mercy. We need God's forgiveness. We need God's love. And we have it. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus died on the cross for his enemy's sins. And three days later, rose again. We received love from God even though we were enemies. Romans 5 verse 10 says, For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him, through the death of his son. When we were enemies, Jesus' death reconciled us back to God. Because of this, because God showed us mercy, we should show our enemies mercy. We are called to show our enemies mercy. We are called to forgive our enemies for the things that they might have done to us. Because we have done much, much, much worse things to God. We are also to forgive our enemies because of what the end of verse 35 says. Because he, God, is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked, us. Because God is kind to us. It's like the opposite to a parable in Matthew 18. So you can check it out later. There's this king, right, or a master. And he's at the top. And then there's his servant. And the servant owes the king a lot of money. Like I'm... More money than anyone's seen. A million dollars. A lot. That's a lot of money. And the king calls the servant. The servant goes to him and the king asks for his money back. And the servant can't pay it. And so he begs for the king's mercy. He begs for him to be patient. And the king looks at him and he cancels his debt. He cancels the million dollars. Then the servant leaves the king and he looks for another king. And that other king, uh, not other king, that other servant owes him like $1,000. So nowhere near as much as the other debt. And he asks the other servant for his money. And the guy goes the same thing. I can't pay it now. Please show mercy on me. Be patient with me. But the servant says, no, I need my money now. If you can't pay it, you're going to jail. 
and so he sends him to jail. It's like the opposite of that. So we have there, the king shows mercy to the first servant, and then the servant shows no mercy to the other servant. Whereas it should be the king shows the servant mercy, and then the servant shows the other servant mercy. We all have enemies, don't we? Well, enemies is a pretty strong word. We all have people who we don't like. We all have people who annoy us. And we all have people who frustrate us. We all have people who treat us like rubbish. We all have people who persecute us. We all have people who tease us, take us down. And they're all the people that make us feel like snapping, acting back, make us feel like taking revenge. But we need to remember the mercy that God shows us. Remember that God forgave us for all the sinful things we have done in our lives. So, sh- so we should be able to forgive those who have done stuff to us. And remember verse 36. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. So tonight we've heard from the Bible that we are to love our enemies. So I'm going to suggest three things that might help us in doing that. And the first one is prayer. second one is remembering and understanding. And the third is practice. So prayer. God can answer any prayer we bring to him. We can bring any challenge that we face in our life before God. We should ask him for help in our struggle against loving our enemies. Not only should we ask for help, though, we should pray for our enemies. Pray that they will find Jesus as their saviour and pray that their life will bring glory to God. With God, we can overcome any struggle. So pray. Second one, remember and understanding. Remember that while we were still enemies with God, he still loved us. So next time that kid really revs you up, makes you feel like snapping back, think, stop. Remember how God treated us when we were sinful to him. And the third one, practice. To be honest, this is one of the massive struggles that I face. Loving enemies is very hard for me. I'm very stubborn and think I'm always right. And I have to keep practicing. Every time it happens that in my head I feel like snapping back or I do snap back, I've got to try harder next time and try harder the next time. Keep trying. Don't let sin win over us. So Jesus in our lives. Love our enemies. All right, so I'm going to pray and then it will be party time. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that you help us in our struggle of loving our enemies. I pray that we'll remember how much you loved us. And I pray that we'll be able to show mercy to those who don't show us mercy. Amen.